I'm almost done with my rant, but like the team's going to be fine, basically. All right. So I just sat here for, I don't know how long I'm watching UCLA, Alabama, but what I got from that was, (laughs) I was just, I'm just watching March Madness. We got 44 uh, UCLA, Alabama 40. What I got from that is Kelvin is mad that he didn't get James Harden. And Sean is trying to defend his team for what looks like a couple of bad trades. That's how I see it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Triple Threat on the Hill podcast. Uh, we were unable to make a, an episode last week due to unforeseen circumstances, but we are back today with another episode um, of the Triple Threat on the Hill podcast. Uh, I'm Daniel, uh, obviously, we, alongside Calvin and Sean, my co-host. Boys, how we doing? Hey, man. We looking great today, bro. What can I say? You vibing? Extra sus, <laughs> extra good. <laughs> all right, all right. Good to see that everyone's doing doing better than last week, which is good. So um, we're going to have a three-pronged episode for you today. We're going to start lots of breaking news coming out of the NBA and the NFL. Uh, these past few days, actually, we're recording us here at 825 on a Sunday, March 28th. Uh, Friday and Saturday, Thursday. These last few days have been really, really jam-packed in both leagues. So we're going to unpack everything regarding all, all things trades, uh, NFL and NBA. And then we're going to end it, of course, March Madness going on right now. Uh, we're going to break down. We're going to do some hot takes, some sells, um, and some surprises from the tournament so far. We're going to start, though, with the NBA. Uh, first off, so the trade deadline ended this Thursday. Um Lots of trades, some minor ones, some major ones. I'm going to, you know, give the floor to you guys. Uh, who, team, player, general manager, whatever, you guys can go any angle with this. Who won the NBA trade deadline, in your opinion? No, I bring, Kevin, you got it. You got it. You, you got to go first once in a while. Excuse me. Okay, okay. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I really like what Orlando did because you finally decided it wasn't worth winning a game in the playoffs. Winning the first game and then, you know, tanking the, the, the next four. So I'm proud. I'm so proud, Orlando. You did it. You you embrace it. Now it's just time to get, like, you know, my, my homie Presti and OKC and just sell it. Everything. And, and they did that. Shipped away Vucevic. Shipped away Gordon. I wish they shipped away Terrence Ross. That's another day. Uh, and they also shipped away Evan Fournier. Don't look up his last name. Don't do it. Um, very terrible stuff. So I really like what Orlando did. The Bulls, like th- that direct trade, I really like what they did because Bulls fans have been hurting. They've been hurting for a long time. And for them to actually have two All-Stars on the team, hey, tip my cap. Have fun in the playoffs. So one more thing I'd like to say, too, is I like what Denver did. I feel like the Magic were just giving win-wins for everybody, honestly. So I think anyone who traded with the Magic got a good talent. So that's, that's, that's who I think the winners are. Except the Celtics, because Evan already got COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he got, he's in COVID protocol. Yeah, no, last night, last night I was like, you, you know, the, the Celtics season is going so poorly. We make a, a pretty good trade. We get a good score. He's averaging about, I think it was like 18 points a game this season. Yeah, Maybe 19. he'll come off the bench and provide some good, uh, uh, some good play for us. We really need it right now. And then he gets COVID, and then he, he's in COVID protocol. It's just like. But but going along quickly after your point, Kelvin, um, with the Orlando, um, you know, if you're not a major market team, then you, like you said, you're just going to be the eighth seed, win a game like they do. It's usually game one against the one seed, and then they lose Every the next year. four. Um, it's just not worth it to be the the fifteenth or sixteenth uh, draft pick 
whereas you know the lottery is uh it's not as rigged anymore there's smaller chances that you can get the number one pick so maybe you slide from from 13 or 14 all the way to eight or nine maybe get a better player definitely not worth definitely not worth making the playoffs so they they did i think they did a good job being uh not like the way we use the word sell but they were sellers at the trade deadline for the right reasons so i agree with that take i think they uh I don't think they're complete losers, but I don't think they're winners though. Cause, because like you just said, like they could have done this like a couple of years ago and then all the players they just traded would have had more value than what they got back. Like I feel they just like, they just jettisoned their team. They made my man Terrence Ross get all sad and lonely <laughs> over there. He's the only That's starter so remaining. Nah, he's going <laughs> to give me a ton of fantasy points. I'm okay with that. That's true. Also, did you see his tweets? Though he was just like sweating bullets. He like like the worst. Oh, he was gonna get traded. Yeah, alone in the house, just like looking around. Oh, I love that meme. That's a great meme. Yeah, yeah. I felt so bad for him. Ah, that's tough. That's yeah, tough. Man had no trade value. <laughs> no, that's the crazy. He's also hurt right now. Yeah, but the crazy thing is, I wanted him so bad. Like he's a flamethrower. He's a gunslinger. Man, just gets shots up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not complete winners, right, Sean, because you said they could have done this earlier. But I don't know. With some of these NBA GMs, they actually think they could win. Like, did the man – I don't know who their GM is – actually think they could have won more than one playoff game? Probably not. So you, you do have, you have a point there. But at least he finally got it done. He finally realized, wow, you know, we can't get good players on our team. We got to – like, any more good players on our team, we got to trade these guys. And get some draft capital. Maybe get another Shaquille O'Neal in the future. Like you know, that's that's really all you could do. Like if you look at Orlando's finals appearances, those two in '95 and 2009, you look at like what happened before. They were really bad, and then right then they peaked, and then they went back down again really quick. So it shows that Mm -hmm. their peaks are just very very short. So I just didn't like what they got for Vucevic, like because Harden got like. A ton of picks. Then we got Drew Holiday, who got three picks and three mm-hmm. swaps. And then Busevich, you get who's an all star. Like Busevich is a really good player. He's like top five at his position. Like he's a star player. And I really like what the Bulls got for him. But like Wendell Carr Jr., two picks, um, and Otto Porter Jr. I don't know. That that's like kind of whatever. And that's your franchise's best player in like ten years. And that's all you got for him. Like. It's kind of highway robbery. I don't see it that way. I'll, I'll, I'll disagree for you here for a little bit. Let's get some content. But personally, like going back to your other point about like it being a little late. I mean, like Vooch was having his best season and Eric Gordon, like this was his best shooting season too. So like they did ship them out. I like, I felt like they were playing like, like this is the best Vucevic you're going to get. He's 30. Like this is like his best season, all-star. Like this is the best Vooch you're going to get. And Aaron Gordon, things like that. But like in terms of value, I agree with you. It's not like a great package. It's definitely not a great package. But you do get some first. You get like a 23-year-old center who Bulls fans kind of were mad about because he wasn't developing quickly enough. But, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot he can do there at 6'9". Uh, a long dude who can play, you know, a lot of things. <laughs> uh, but it, you also think about it. No, no, no. When you think about it, right? Otto Porter Jr., that's more of shedding salary. Like when you, you know, when when you're like a trash team, let's let's be fair, you kind of just, you know, you want that cap space in the case, right? You're you're like what the Nets did. Like you want cap space so that while you're tanking, if it's looking good, right? 
someone might want to join you. So like, I think they wanted to shed Vooch, but they also wanted to be able to like have flexibility going forward. So that's what Otto Porter Jr. does for you. You can buy him out now, or you can just let him stay there and then he's, then he's out. But then the, the first are fine. Wonder Carter Jr. I, I do like, but like, it's not a terrible package, but it's definitely not, you know, great. Drew Holiday package was more of an oversell because they, they weren't getting like a decent young player. I'd say Wendell Carter's like a decent young player. So that's what I say about it. I don't know. It just feels like their process was good, but their results were kind of whatever. And then like, I don't, I don't really like Wendell Carter Jr. He's not that good. And that, I don't that's think, fair. But yeah, I mean, they're just going to tank and then like whoever they get in the draft is going to be like what determines their future anyway. So. Well, also, um, are the two picks for so this year, I'm guessing it's this draft and next draft. It's 2021 and 2023. Okay. Well, you have to you have to take a look and say, okay, this year's draft supposed to be pretty loaded, right? If you can get a guy at seven or eight, last year's draft was pretty weak, and this year's draft's a lot higher. So you also have to take a look at that as well. Um, you got to getting it. It's gonna be like a 15. It's gonna be like the. Wait, let me see pick. what. Let me see where the Magic are right now. NBA standings. The, the ma- Magic, the Magic are, are really bad. <laughs> they're they're uh, second worst in the East, so right. they're gonna so, get maybe a top yeah. seven pick, probably. No, for sure. They're, I think they're fourth worst overall at the moment. Okay. So if they get a top five pick in this draft, that's promising for sure. And then you'll get like you know a late lottery pick. Hope maybe the Bulls miss the playoffs. Um, that's not set in stone. They won't. Though. They won't. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I, I don't want them you- to. Like one now, they have like wait. a little like Murray, like Jokic, like poor man's version going on. <laughs> bro, chill, bro. You disrespect like <laughs> Disrespecting my man Zach Levine. Oh, yeah, uh, Levine's actually points. really nice. But oh, yeah, that's true. What we're forgetting too is the the ten, the eight, nine, ten, or whatever it's called, the the play-in oh, yeah. game. So they're ten right now. So they'd be part of a play-in game to decide whether they would be in or out. So. Wait, so how would that how would that work with so if you if you lose the playing game, then you're in the lottery, obviously. Like that's how it would work, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's like you missed the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. It's like the first four in the NCAA tournament. It's like you made the turn. No, you really didn't. <laughs> if you lose that first game. All right. So that was kind of the Vooch Orlando situation. Um, and also with Aaron Gordon. What other what other trades do we see? Um, get actually, I want to I want to talk about the uh, the Ola Depot just because it's a near and dear to Sean. Yeah. Um, and and we'll talk about whether or not it was really worth it for haters, for man. Miami. People are haters. <laughs> okay, well I know what your opinion is, so you may as well just 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 tell us about what. I'll let you guys go first. Okay, Calvin, <laughs> go right. ahead. All right, let's smoke it, bro. Let's smoke it. Listen, so uh, we talked about this a couple of days ago. The Rockets, right? Instead of the other trade packages that were out there, they took the Nets offer, which is fine because there are a lot of, you know, four first round picks, pick swaps. That's great. And the Nets, you know, it looks like eventually Katie is 32, right? But then you have Kyrie who's, who's late 20s, Harden who's early 30s. Eventually they can't play forever, right? So eight years down the line, you're thinking like a top 10 pick, something like that. I get the reasoning there. But then not getting like a solidified player or at least something that's like, a good asset other than the picks, I felt like was a major loss because you saw in the Anthony Davis trade package, who in my opinion is worse than James Harden. You got Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, right? That's the type of value I think you should have tried to get in your players, like in players, and then also focus on picks too. That's the package you could have gotten from the Sixers, right? Would have been criminal given a Ben Simmons 
Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, and then, you know, more picks. But instead, they go with this Brooklyn Nets trade, but they don't even get Jared Allen or Karis LeVert. They got Oladipo, who was essentially a rental who didn't want to be there, who, like, his play showed that. And then you trade him to Miami for nothing because you have no leverage. Because you get, and then, like, essentially, the James Harden trade is like Avery Bradley, Kelly Olinick. Avery Bradley, Kelly Olinick, and all of these, like, picks, which is like, yeah, but like, in terms of players, in terms of someone who can play with Christian Wood right now, it's just, I, I just didn't like it. It just, it looks terrible. It looks like a terrible trade. People on NBA Twitter are joking, like, James Harden has been in two of the worst trades of all time. And I don't think that's too far off because like no, the type bugging, of value, I'm not bucking the type of value you got for AD. Cause think about it. They got bro, that bro. Cause when they trade like AD, like the Lakers had less leverage cause they needed LeBron had, didn't have so many years left. Like they Pelicans need to trade him eventually. And he could only be traded to the Lakers cause AD only wants to go to the Lakers. So the Lakers are like, you know, trying to find the best package, you know, they have to wait a year basically to do it. So by the time like it was time to do the trade, like they had enough assets to to give up and still like contend. Like it was like a very good situation for both teams. Whereas for the Rockets, like Harden just says he wants out before the season, mm-hmm. and then it's like done. Like you have no leverage. You're waiting to trade this guy who's basically not playing for you. Like he's playing, but he's not playing. And then the market is like two teams, three teams, which yeah, you have some leverage, but like. It just wasn't the same situation. Like the 80 value he got, like you're right, like hard to get the same value, but that's what the market was at the time. What I'll say to that is that when you said like three teams, I, I it just made me laugh, like not laugh, but like it made me think about like, I think it really was just two teams and then like delusional yeah, really Miami. Was. Miami, oh my goodness, bro. How do you not put Tyler Hero on the talks? But no, nah, Miami's actually dumb for that. I, that's what I'm saying. That's like, it's, it's, it's pretty funny if you think about it though. Um, like Miami Heat fans would be like, Tyler Hero, but I'm gonna need like five picks back. So uh, what what I do think about it though is that like, okay, I get that like there's less leverage, but it's also like, was that the best offer you could have taken instead of taking like a Karis Levert who's like you know under contract for the next couple of years who you can trade in the future at least for something good? Oladipo, you couldn't trade him for anything good because he's gone, and then you also. Could have gotten Jared Allen, who is very a productive. Who's a very productive player. You don't want to pay him, okay? Well, you can pay him and then ship him off, like what other teams do. And then also, there's another thing that you could have gotten is from so the Sixers. I think that a Ben Simmons with uh, Christian Wood package, like them playing together, I really like that because a lot of Rockets fans I've seen is like, what about John Wall? What about- screw John Wall? Who is he's 30 years old on the Rockets? Like, build around, like, who you can have. Build around Christian Wood. Bring in Ben Simmons, who's going to guard every position. Bring in, like, Christian Wood's already very versatile. And, like, in both sides of the floor. Like, just bring in talent and have, like, yeah, picks are great. But at the end of the day, they're not solidified. Like, I, I get the mode if you're saying, I, I still prefer the Nets package. But then you could just get Levert and get Allen. This is still not good. I still don't think it was it was enough. All right, here we go. Here we go. Hot take alert! Hot take alert! The bro, you already say, you already basically said a hot take. The two Harden was in the two worst trades of all time. Relax, relax. All right, hot take: <laughs> the Rockets trade package for Harden was good value. All right, all right. Like I know everyone's clowning them right now. Kelvin just spent like five minutes clowning them, basically. But they took yeah. the best package they could get, and it was good value. 
all right, like there's definitely this alternate reality where Ben Simmons and Christian Wood are on the floor together and it's awesome and super fun to that's, watch. And maybe Ben Simmons plays combo. center and they have some like twin towers going on and they can wreak havoc on defense and play like positionless. But is that team going to win a championship? No. Like Ben Simmons and Christian Wood as my top two players in the next three to four years, is that going to win a championship? No way. Like, no way. Christian Wood, like, I really like him. Obviously he's going to be a star in this league, but he's not ready. He hasn't, he doesn't know right now how to put his talent towards winning games yet. It's like, yeah, he has a lot of talent and he shows every game. He'll drop like 20, 30 and 10, but like, it doesn't translate to winning right now. And that's a very, that's not like, like you don't just snap your fingers and overnight you learn how to do it. Like it takes time as a superstar to learn how to win and not just show talent. And with Ben Simmons, this Ben Simmons package, like, yeah, like would be like six in the West every year. Like, what is that? Like, it's not, it's not anything special. Whereas now the Rockets have like picks for the next like five, six, seven years in 2021, they're going to have three first round picks and hopefully they get to keep their pick if they keep tanking and don't get screwed in the lottery. Um, then they have two first round picks in 2022. Then they have two first round picks in 2023. All right. And then they have Brooklyn's 2024 first round pick. And that just keeps going till 2027. Like, yeah, people are clowning them because they don't see any tangible results right now. People are getting overhyped because the nets are really good. And yeah, of course the nets are going to be really good. Look at who they have on their team. They're going to win the, like, you know, like obviously like, I don't think it's too bold for me to say they're going to make the finals or whatever, be the best team in the league. Like, but five years from now, yeah, I don't even think Harden might not even be there next year. Kyrie might even be there next year. And yeah, while there's some uncertainty with that, like, who cares? Like, eventually it's going to blow up and the Rockets are probably going to get at least two, like, top five picks. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. And then what we were saying about, I feel like what you were saying about Allen and Levert is something that people keep bringing up. But then again, like, I don't hate it that they took Oladipo because to take back Allen, the Nets want to trade them Torian Prince's contract. The Rockets don't want that. Like, Tone Fertitta, he's a cheap owner. Like, he's not going to pay for Torian Prince. We're just going to keep the cap space, and we're going to keep the flexibility instead of just trading Allen for another first-rounder. So, yeah, it's like late first-rounder, and you get Torian Prince's contract. No, 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 we don't want that. And then Levert, everyone's hyping up Levert as, like, this, like, 24, like, this, like, god at like some young like budding star he's not he's trash all right i'm on record saying karis lover is actually trash this dude like wow. everyone hypes him up like he's this young star and he's 26 he's already 26 he only has like two or three more years to grow and then he has puts up the same numbers as victor oladipo right now he's like the worst version of eric gordon and rockets and fans know about eric gordon all right he's not it even though sometimes he'll get hot for like five games so think about it. Victor Oladipo's worst year is Karis LeVert's best year. So Victor, the, I don't hate the thinking because then it's like, okay, like Victor Oladipo, like he was a star before. If he reaches that talent again, maybe we can get something of value for him. Worst case scenario played out. He was garbage. You know, he sucks and he are dumb for taking him. Honestly, I don't think he's good and he's going to help them in any way. I honestly think Kelly Olenek would probably help them more. It, it, it's not bad. Like they're not dumb. They're not in an incompetent franchise. Like everyone makes them out to be like Raphael Stone is a Daryl Morey disciple. He's a Sam Hinkie disciple. Like he's not, he's, he, you know, like he, I'm almost done with my rant, but like the team's going to be fine basically. All right. So <clears throat> 
I just sat here for I don't know how long. I'm watching UCLA Alabama. But what I got from that was <laughs> I was just wa- I'm just watching March Madness. We got 44 uh, UCLA Alabama 40. What I got from that is okay. Kelvin is mad that he didn't get James Harden, and Sean is trying to defend his team for what looks like a couple of bad trades. That's how I see. No, 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 no. I'm not telling you it is. I'm just saying you're trying to defend yourself. I'm not saying you're making bad points. There were a few in there, but 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 I I wasn't really listening, and I wasn't. So I'm not really able to to refute those points. But that Karis Levert trade did save his life. So that is something. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to talk about where it goes to NBA. Um, No, I'd like to just say a few things after Sean. So very short. What I what I still say is. You can't convince me Avery Bradley and Kenny Olenek coupled with the picks is better than if you got Levert. Even if you did get Prince, everyone's tradable. You, you'll, you'll, you can get something. Okay, but right? then to trade Prince, we'd give up the first rounder we're getting for Allen. Bro, listen. At, like Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. Who cares? Kelly Olenek, you just you said, all right, bro, let's calm down, all right? Let's calm down. We're not, we're not doing no first take. We're not doing no first take back and forth. All right, I'm gonna talk. You're gonna yeah. talk. All right. So uh, first take's still, pretty entertaining. Go ahead. That that is true, but I just I, I don't I, I <laughs> no, not feel jo- like I'm yeah joking. I don't feel like getting up right now. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'm just saying, Levert, Allen. Even if you do still get Prince, that's way better than Avery Bradley and whatever. Because because even if you think about it, that's still value to be traded in the future. You just I think you just continue to get assets. You continue to flip them, even if you did get like Ben Simmons, right? To that point of them not being good enough, that's just a disagreement on his ceiling in a different system with like a stretch big, like with Christian Wood. But also if those, if they're not good enough, then what do you do? Trade them. You flip them again, Ben Simmons value now versus his value in a couple of years when he is mature, is going to be way different. So that's just what hey, I say about it. But okay. But okay. So you take a couple of years of getting the sixth seed in the West and then you get a worse package for Simmons than you did for Harden. And that's a win. I would argue that. No, it's not. No, I, I'd argue. Yeah. No, it's I'd not. Argue, yeah. You see what Ben Simmons and Christian Wood can do. And then you can flip them in the future. If, if, cause you're talking about, if you're talking about Christian Wood doesn't fit a time frame, then you tra- you're going to trade him eventually in the future is what I'm making sense of it by what you're saying with all these picks. You eventually trade Christian Wood. Why not trade Ben Simmons with him or trade them in separate deals that maximizes that in the future too? It's much better to have something solidified, at least an all, a all NBA player who's going to get better and then flip him in the future. And then while you're like making the playoffs, yeah, it's not great. But like if you flip those players in the future, you're still going to get a bit, like a good package for sure. Because they're both like at least budding stars. Yeah, they're budding. Like, I'm not saying I'm not trying to disrespect them by saying like they get the 60 in the West. Like, they're both very good, but like the Embiid's been with Simmons for a long time, and they haven't gotten like anywhere except for when this, Jimmy Butler is on the team. This is their but best chance this year. This exactly. is their best and chance. Best chance they're going up against you know Brooklyn. So, which like, is a that like, should be fun. <laughs> that would be a fun like, series. Yeah. And the thing is, Ben Simmons is the second best player on on you know a very no, great team. On, like he's with Embiid and Christian Wood. Like as much as I love Christian Wood right now, like he's yeah. no Embiid. So like, no, I'm close. like, what are we talking about? You flip about? that. Like, I'm thinking you flip no, that. Bro. Even if you flip it, like Harden is still combined. I probably has more value than them. So that's true. But look what you got. We, yeah, we got something fine. I think there's going to be some revisionist history with this because when the Brooklyn picks turn into like top five picks, either that or we flip them to 
for a star, like you said, to pair with Christian one when he's ready, then yeah, we could do that too. Like there's a lot of flexibility. And I feel like the NBA change the landscape of the NBA can change so suddenly now that you just want to be in a position to pounce. And that's where the Rockets are. I, I get you. I think we just disagree. Well, it's going to be really fun to come back to this. And like, yeah, that's a good point. In six years think, and just see what's happening. I just think that Sean's looking at it more from a long-term perspective than you are, Kelvin. So I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. one to say that, that, that either of you are like completely out of the water wrong. He, he just thinks that a Ben Simmons, Christian Wood duo wouldn't really do anything in the short term for the Rockets. Whereas doing this allows you to kind of like, you have more flexibility with your picks in the future. So, I mean, all right, well, that, that was, that was actually a really good discussion. I actually enjoyed listening to that, to be honest. Um, but um, moving on, did we talk? Do, uh, there's any, one more any, trade I want to talk yeah, about. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. was like a surprise trade. The Blazers traded Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> and Rodney Hood for Norman Powell. That was weird. I, it was I did not out of nowhere. And honestly, I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, the Blazers actually did like something good because they trade Gary Trent, who's – Okay, it's very risky for them because Gary a, Trent he's Jr. A shooter. He has really high potential. He's a shooter, three and D. Like, okay, so this summer he's going to be restricted free agent, so they would have had to oh, pay yeah. him. But uh, Norm Powell's on an expiring deal too, so and Norm Powell is like one of the most underrated players in this in the league. I cannot stress this mm-hmm. enough. He's shooting forty four percent from three and averaging nineteen a game. He's spectacular. For his role, so he's going to get like a max contract next year, like something ridiculous. So he's going to get overpaid. So there's no guarantee that he's going to sign with you again, but I think they're just looking at this year and saying, Hey, like the Lakers are out. Like the Lakers are hurt. Like the, the West, West is wide open. Yeah, the West could be open. Yeah. Like we should just take this chance and try to improve our like guards, like our firepower a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and then as, as CJ gets healthy and Nurkic starts to, to play back, <laughs> Sean, you were telling me about, uh, Ennis Cantor talking about when, uh, <laughs> what was that? Dennis Kanner tweet. Uh, when Nurkic comes back, he's gonna be like Thanos' last Infinity Stone. Like it's yeah. over for you guys. I mean, I love <laughs> yeah. my Marvel, but wow. I mean, they're the six. Wow, they're the sixth seed right now, tied with uh, tied for the fifth seed with with uh, Denver. Um, yeah. I mean, I uh, I want I wanted to get to before we move on to the NFL. Uh, I wanted to talk about the. These aren't technically trades, but they are kind of changing the landscape of the league a little bit. Maybe not like we could discuss this, but you saw Blake Griffin get bought out and signed with Brooklyn. You saw Aldridge get bought out, uh, signed with Brooklyn. Then you saw Drummond just today or yesterday, if you're listening to this on uh, on Monday, uh, get bought out by the uh, Cavaliers. And now he signed with the uh, with the Lakers. I mean, on social media, everyone's thinking this is like the biggest deal in the world. Where do you guys fall on uh how big of a deal these trades are or, or these signings. Sorry. I mean, I it's think possible, you know, like that they really impact like the playoff picture, but you know, that's not really too, it doesn't happen too often. So if anything, the nets are just bolstering themselves. So like the Lakers got something cool, like with Drummond, but a lot of people don't like Drummond. Uh, I don't know how y'all feel about him, but like, he's okay. <laughs> if he doesn't shoot, he's he, good. He's not. A, if he's, he's not allowed not to a, touch the ball, he'll be good. If, if he doesn't good, dribble, 
He's not a talented basketball player, but he's oh still- damn! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you're not okay. That, that's not what you think it Daniel's means. Daniel's like he's big. He jumped fast, but like he no. don't do nothing. <laughs> he, he, I, I kind of okay. You guys maybe think this is wrong, but I put him kind of like on a Gobert category where you look at him. He's not the most talented basketball player in the world, but he will produce for you. He'll put up a double double. Um, and, and the Lakers are getting him on a really really cheap deal. So. That that is true. That is true. Kind of weird that they got him. I almost feel like they got him just so the Nets wouldn't get him, because like mm. they already have okay. like they have Harold, they have Gasol, and they lost McGee and Howard, so he kind of replaces that role. But like, how many minutes is gonna are gonna go to Drummond? How many minutes are gonna go to Gasol? Like, well, they gotta I figure mean, that out. That's a huge, yeah. That's right. huge. Right. And what's crazy is that, like, for Mark Gasol apparently a lot of Lakers faithful are like, you know, like the, the treatment Danny Green got last year. They're <laughs> giving the that. <laughs> yeah, they're giving they're giving that to um, Wesley Matthews and Mark Gasol now. Um, so they're they really are angry about Mark. They're, they're, they're calling him a lot. And they're calling him fat, bro. Like when you whenever you call an NBA player fat and old and crusty, that's when you know they're mad. So <laughs> I guess I guess Drummond's younger. Uh, he has more juice. Uh, there was a funny tweet I saw that said whatever he does in his life, he need like he said it himself. He's like, I'm gonna play against or with LeBron. So now he's playing. <laughs> now he's playing with LeBron, and um, yeah. I mean, like I guess Drummond thinks he's gonna get some minutes, and I don't. I guess like think about how like scary it is like on the glass against the Lakers now. Like with Harold, I don't want to yeah. go down there. I don't want to go down. Like I'm I'm gonna box out the guards at at the free throw line. I don't want to go down in the paint. What are you talking <laughs> about, man? I know, huge. I, I I just think people need to stop like comparing the rosters and being like, oh my goodness, these are the two best rosters I've ever seen. Well, maybe <laughs> back in 2015, these would have been the two big best rosters that you've ever seen. But like now, I'm not saying Lamarcus Aldridge isn't isn't good, but he's not the player he once was. Like we're not talking about prime Portland uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. We're not talking about prime Clippers Blake Griffin. Or you know, it's just it's just not like it's just not like I, I wouldn't be surprised I, actually I, I i wouldn't be surprised at all if if uh bolt i don't know what the nets roster is looking like right now but if aldridge comes off the bench actually because they seem to like deandre yeah. jordan in that starting lineup uh for whatever mm-hmm. reason uh, just for it's the sake of being only yeah. a rebounder um i don't know being uh katie's and uh Kyrie's best friend too that too <laughs> that, helps. that helps that helps that, that, that helps you Honestly, but uh yeah how worried I was going to say, the only move that I could mm-hmm. see changing the landscape is the Aaron Gordon move. And that's very, like, mm-hmm. hit or miss because they're getting him in to be, like, a Jeremy Grant replacement. But, like, Aaron Gordon's never really, like, played defense like that. <laughs> like, yeah, he's never needed to. It's Orlando. Yeah, but, like, are you just going to, like, magically become good at it? Like, he has all the <laughs> tools. <laughs> but, like, and I feel like the Nuggets kind of sold a little bit because – Jeremy Grant left because he didn't feel like he had enough shot creating opportunities. Yeah. Why didn't the Nuggets give him more or at least try it out in the regular season? Because if they had kept him and then let's say this year's version of him is the version they had of him now, like, uh, man, I don't know. Like they would have been so much better off. I feel like they messed that up a little bit and try to hinder his role too much. Like you, you want more shot creators. So you should give players more young players, more practice at that to see if they can do it. Like you should yeah. push them if you if they can do it to be able to do it. And now they're getting Aaron Gordon, who like could be a big player, but pr- probably won't. 
seems hmm. seems like kind of a boomer bust deal that the the Nuggets made, uh, getting Gordon. So uh, right now they're tied for fifth, like I said. Lakers really really struggling. The Nuggets are still one and a half back on them. If they could slide into that top three, which I don't think I see, then I don't know if you're getting past the second round if you're the Nuggets. So really is it really 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 is a boomer bust move. Um, if Gordon turns out to be just ridiculous, then then they could go a long way. He could also, by the way, help Jokic win MVP if he plays well. Uh, oh yeah, all, all he needs to do is cut. <laughs> you cut, you yeah. jump, and you shoot with Jokic. Although. Yeah, although um, I'll, I'll say this right. I'll just say this right now. I, I, right now, right, right, right now, who's your MVP without any explanation? Sorry, I just thought of this. Okay. We'll just say it. Who's your MVP without explanation? I just, I love Jokic, man. Okay. He's just, he's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. like, and like just narrative too. I said I no, I'm say, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah okay, 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 okay. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let's keep it short. I'm gonna just say Jokic. I'm gonna just say Jokic. I love him. Okay. Okay, Sean. Very, very skilled. Right now, I'll say Harden. By no, I wasn't going to say, dang it. I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm, Jokic yeah. should get it. Like, by the end of the yeah. season, now the Lakers are hurting. Like, I feel like they can move up enough where Jokic should get it. His numbers are ridiculous. Like, yeah. Harden wins it this mm-hmm. year. It's kind of weird because he had better years. No, that is true. That's year. A, that is true. Yeah, but it's more by year than it is by player, honestly. Yeah. Because guys, you know, we'd have to go back into the, the, the history, but guys have won multiple MVPs and they had a worse year then like you know they're not all not all, not all the mvp years are created equal it's not like yeah, you're just gonna yeah. have a better mvp year always so okay i just wanted i just wanted to see if i could bust you guys with the harden because i actually think harden is well right now um okay so we're about half hour in but last I, last thing before i move uh kelvin george hill package or Kyle oh, I forgot about package? That. oh yeah so for george hill we gave up like tony bradley who like started yeah. and was like really good. And he was, he's like, he's like Joel Embiid's best friend, but he's not playing in the playoffs, you know? And like, so like, and then we just gave up seconds and, 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 and things like that. And like really terrible players off our bench to get George Hill and like a random guy off the Knicks bench. So like in terms of like cost and being flexible for the future, I mean, you didn't trade Thibault. I didn't want Thibault gone. So I'd rather take this than what the Raptors were asking for. Cause I don't, what do you guys think about what the Raptors were asking for? I know y'all seen the reports. Like Danny Green. Mm-hmm. It was Danny Maxie. Green. Maxi Thibel. First. first. No, I think it was. No, I don't think it was them. I think it would have been like Maxi Green and a first probably. Well, like to make the salaries match, you had to have Green, like Mike Scott, and then the youngins and then the picks. So like, at least for right now, I'd rather just take the George Hill. But, like, the hope is Joel Embiid doesn't get hurt and you still have a championship window for next year and the year after that. But if this ends up, you know, biting us in the butt and this is the only year we could ever compete or if we, you know, something happens to us, then uh, I guess people can look back at this and just be like, why don't you go all in? So I, I think it all matters about, like, I don't know, for right now, this is just perspective. It's not bad. It's not bad. I don't think yeah. – I think people are, like, too upset about it because George Hill's really good. And he's been on a tear. Like he just doesn't have the same fire firepower that Lowry could have. But oh, for sure, that's okay. Like you would give up Danny Green, a really good shooter for you guys. Like that's not ideal, right? And I don't want to give up Matisse Thybul either because I don't think he's a lost cause. I think man is an All NBA defender in the future. Yeah, his like per thirty six defensive minute, like it's ridiculous. He leads the league in like every category. So yeah, yeah. If you if you. If you're you as an organization, Daryl Morey, think you're closer to a championship roster than farther away, 
like you're, you're like just there. It's more worth getting Hill than it is trying to take the extra leap for Lowry. I, I see, I, I see that like, idea. I just don't think the difference between Lowry and Hill is enough where I'd be like, oh, you really missed out. You didn't get Lowry. Like, no, like George Hill's really good. Like, I don't, it's like about the same. No, no, I hope you're not saying that George Hill's just as good as Kyle Lowry. But yeah, I know I'm saying he's not. No. Just I, good, but I, I don't think you're like, saying Walmart version. The, val- the value based on what you'd have to give up, kind of. Yeah, yeah like value. I think the team Kyle that you would have had today versus like the alternate reality team, like, yeah. is about like the same. It's literally like the same, in my opinion. No, I see. All right, I see that. I see yeah. That. Hopefully, hopefully, it does, you know, it'll be cool. It'll be fine. Yeah. All right. So that was that was the NBA trade deadline slash. Uh, buyout signing uh portion yeah, big of the podcast moves, big move that was that that was good we got a lot down i knew we'd have a lot to talk about when it came to that so that was good now we'll move on to the nfl um the nfl trade uh for draft picks um for friday was just a absolutely wild day for trades um we what we saw was first off um 49ers were uh, slated to pick 12th moved up to number three Dolphins moved back to 12, a uh, bunch of draft picks uh, swapped there. And then a surpri- I, I saw that one. I was like, okay, all right. So 49ers are picking a quarterback, right? Like that, that was my first thought. And then we see Miami get, jump back into the top 10 to number six, trading with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then the Eagles go back uh... to 12. So basically a, tra- a synopsis here is, is the 49ers are going to pick a quarterback and the Dolphins <laughs> and Eagles are accumulating draft picks. So um, what are you guys' reactions to these uh, true trades that just went down just a few days ago? Pain. Okay. Are the Eagles a sell alert? I, I mean, sell alert? Like, like are we putting the alert? Sell alert. Sell alert. Pull it out. Pull it out. <laughs> uh, I was so sad, bro. <laughs> Sean, I can't talk. Yeah. I can't talk right now, Sean. You can't even talk about it. Oh, my. Well, okay. This, okay. this guarantees... Like you guys, like you said, okay. I talked about this guarantees that Jamar Chase is going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, pretty much. Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, either one is probably going to go to up to Canton when uh, <laughs> careers are done. He's gonna he's gonna yeah. thank the, the he's gonna thank the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles in his speech for not picking him. Probably like <laughs> oh my, you know, God. one of them's probably gonna have a thousand yards this year. Just to pick him up in fantasy. Yeah. Um, a thousand my- yards per game against the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Miami 4D chess is this. They give up the third pick. <laughs> 5D chess. <laughs> 5D. Yeah, 5D chess. Yo, Miami's so competent. I love it, man. That was such a good A+. Plus. They no, I was, like, was going to read out the whole the whole haul. Yeah. They have the third pick, the 2022 first rounder, this year's fourth rounder, and they receive the sixth pick, an Eagles fifth rounder, a San Francisco's 2022 first rounder, 2022 third rounder, and 2023 first rounder. Now you couple oh. that with the fact of what they they gave up Tunsil and what they got back for Tunsil, like it it might be go down as one of like you know like yeah, the Cowboys yeah, okay. or Herschel Walker. It if the Miami Dolphins do this right, they may have a Herschel Walker type deal if they if they can pick, make the no, right they picks. Do. They do. The Larry Tunsil trade has netted four first rounders. <laughs> that can <concern> <laughs> Oh my gosh, bro! The Texans are actually poverty. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 we won't discuss the, the Wait, Watson the, about the Eagles today, first but... or the 49ers first uh I want to I want to hear real quick 49ers and then you guys can get into your Eagles okay, stuff the 49ers this is actually so interesting what they did because it's not something we've seen before 
Like they're going to, they said, okay, we got the roster. We don't got the quarterback. What are we going to do? We're going to draft <laughs> one. You're going to try to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback on the rookie contract, but you don't get the quarterback first. You have the team first. I yeah. really like it. Yeah. I want to see, I like, I want to see what happens because I feel like now in the NFL, it's like this team goes all in. It's like, all right, well, the next team just went all in. Like people are going for it now and they're finding creative ways to do it. And I feel like, I don't know, it's just really fun to watch. Like, I wonder which quarterback they're going to take, but whoever it is, like you have so much pressure on you, but you're going in the best situation too. Yeah, you are. So, so if I had to take a guess, so Lawrence going number one, we watched. We all watched Zach Wilson's pro day. Uh, Aaron Rodgers Jr. <laughs> I, I think it's more like Patrick Mahomes, honestly. Oh my god! Um, all right, that's not saying he's gonna be Patrick Mahomes. If he has, like, yeah. I, like I said before, if he has a bird brain, then then he won't. Then he won't succeed. But if he's able to go to the right team, I'm not sure the Jets are it. But they did. The Jets did haul up on those wide receivers. Corey Davis. They got blank on everybody else, but they got Corey Davis, and then they still got Crowder and. Uh, so I'm thinking Zach Wilson going number two. I think, Ju- I think Justin Fields would work pretty well in San Francisco. I don't know. I'm thinking Justin Fields, but I'm not confident in it. What about we- Lance? I guess if you like Lance, but it would be kind of a reach. Uh, I guess, I guess Fields would be a, a reach too. Whatever one you like better between those two, I think they would go I feel with. like you got to go Some get people we'll get an Mac inkling Jones. as it comes closer. Some people are saying Mac Jones. I feel like. I think it was number three overall. That's like Trubisky 2.0. Like I'm just predicting that right now. I'm not, like that's way too high for Mac Jones. That's way too high. Okay, but quarterbacks are weird though because we don't think he's gonna be good at all. Then like you shouldn't take him at, like you know what I'm saying. You shouldn't but, take him at all. Yeah, you shouldn't take him at all. Exactly. Okay, so I feel like Mac Jones. You kind of already know who he is. Like he's not like, I don't think he's like some star quarterback, but I don't think he's like bad. I think he's like an Alex Smith type. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. But like if you have the third, like if you're going to do all this what, and you're going to go all in, once you go with like the higher upside high ceiling. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to be Lancer fields. Unless no, the, I, imagine I the Jets mess up and don't pick Wilson. Oh my God. The 49ers oh pick Zach. Wow. Yeah. I, you know what? I want to see another trade in the top five. <laughs> oh, for I, sure. I, yeah. Like I know Atlanta at number four also might need a quarterback because Matt Ryan's not getting any younger. Dude, the first four are they going to pick quarterback? First four picks could be quarterbacks. Like like you, like you just said, I would not be surprised if the first four picks end up being quarterbacks, and then you get like Sewell at number five and Chase at six or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, so we know the Niners are picking a quarterback, right? Because also Jimmy Garoppolo, if they trade or cut him, they could save $23 million in cap space. Um, so that would be – that would be um, so basically you're getting a lot cheaper deal if you draft big a quarterback. Moves, big moves. Um, now, okay, so we talked about how much of a dub it was for the Dolphins. We know the Niners, their objective. Uh, now, Garoppolo going to go back to the Patriots now? No, no, no. Actually, today something came out that the Patriots are not actively pursuing Jimmy Garoppolo. So I have no oh. idea where he's going. That is a, something Bears? I have no wow. idea. Ooh, ba- Ooh, Bears? Well, no, the Bears just paid Andy Dalton for no reason. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. It don't matter. Just do it. Just do well, whatever Tr- you Trubisky's need, Trubisky's gone. Uh, Foles is still – I don't know. The, the, no, the Bears – the Bears should just pull. I don't know why the Bears don't haven't pulled the trigger on a real quarterback. They're they're not getting any better. Like this is their best chance with the defense they have. But okay, so that we're, we're, that brings us to the Philadelphia 
<laughs> B-A-G-L-E-S. Oh gosh, man. Let's get inside Howie Roseman's head. So ready? So <laughs> all right. So we're 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 making our way up up into the brain, into the, the sections of the brain. I, I haven't taken neuroscience, so I don't really know much about the brain, but we're inside Howie Roseman's brain. What was the decision process like? Why why was this the move? If you're up for it, Kelvin, you can do it, but I can do it. Uh I just you can do it. I just the one thing I want to say is I don't know. Yeah, the one thing I want to say is that if the, the reports about like them trying to move up to three, and <laughs> failing is true. <laughs> I don't think they, no. I don't think that's what it was. I don't think they yeah. failed. I think they were looking at it like oh, we want Zach Wilson. Like he's he's nice. <laughs> and then they're like oh like I think the Jets the Jets are probably gonna take Wilson. So like we don't we're not gonna trade everything. Mm-hmm. And if we don't get him, it would be such a big failure. If they wanted Wilson, they would have called the Jets and say, hey, what do you think? And they're like, we're going to take Wilson. They're like, okay. Yeah, and they just yeah, yeah. put down the phone. <laughs> so yeah. they, trading up the three would do you no good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So apparently they don't – there's very big division in the Eagles organization right <sighs> now. If Jalen Hurts is going to be good. Like the owner, Jeffrey Larry, is like meddling in and going, nah, nah, Hurts is the guy. <laughs> and all these like analysts are probably telling him like listen like we don't know if he's gonna be the guy like he might be but we don't know like so they're not in love with their quarterback but they can't move up to get one so their process is okay let's get the most draft picks in the league this year 11 mm. picks in this year's draft we could have three first rounders next year now if once you know does whatever um so and now, we, okay, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but they could be in position with all their assets to trade for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> okay, now, okay. Well, <laughs> so basically... Wait, Deshaun Watson not getting traded right now. Do you know if you... If yeah, no, obviously. Yeah, he's not, obviously. yeah, yeah. But, like, they're down the line. They could be in position. Um, okay. So basically... Big the, brain, big like, brain, how are we? Hey, like, okay, we, we have a bad team right now. We need to get younger. We need... <laughs> more picks we need more picks we need more assets and then we need to hit the problem is we don't hit (laughs) (laughs) especially when it comes to wide receivers so the why eagles fans are you know down bad right now is because we're at the sixth pick and you know that pretty much guarantees us sure thing you know (laughs) like you can't mess this one up howie Mm -mm. like you got the sixth Mm -mm. pick well, now you just move back to the spot where you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he still has a chance to probably mess it up. Like, who's he going to take? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. Pitts and, maybe Waddle and Smith will be gone by then. Un- un- maybe one of them will be, and we'll get the worst one. Who knows? Like, it, it's just sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys got the sixth pick, and – you know, it's all, you know, the, you know, the whole Thanos, like, you know, what did it, what did it cost? You know, like everything, um, it, it, it costs your coach, your job. It costs the, basically the, the reputation of your organization, just a trade back. And no, nah, but that, that, that was just all for fun. I mean, that, that was just a joke, but um, <laughs> trade. Okay. So let's think about it. So you kind of hit, hit it on um, pretty well, but that, basically trading up for three, they're like, okay, we like, there's somebody they must've liked and they go, mm-hmm. okay that that could that didn't work now you're thinking mm-hmm. okay we have a really bad roster if we pick jamar chase that's not going to do us any good in the next year or two so now, now like you said maybe he'll be a hall of famer but you know there's plenty of hall of fame wide receivers who have been in trash teams their entire career steve largent was on a terror the seahawks were awful when he was megatron. there for like one year say again who megatron calvin exactly johnson. calvin johnson mm-hmm. yeah that's another good one 
So they figure, okay, let's move back to 12. Maybe there's a guy we like in that 12 to 15 range. And we're just going to wait. We're going to play the waiting game. We're going to let Hurts get beat up by that terrible offensive line. Um, and then we're just going to go from there. I mean, I, I guess that's the thought process. I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't read a lot of Philly like, uh, we news. Need, we need more. Okay. The thing is, like, when the Eagles were going in with once and trying to win Super Bowls, right, after we won the first one, we didn't have a lot of picks. Like, we didn't have a lot of assets because we would trade them for, like, middling players. Like, we would trade our third and fourth rounders for, like, Darby's or, like, Jay Ajayi's, like, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Yeah, but you already had a good <laughs> roster. Built and, yeah, so we were trying to go all in, right? So, yeah. But now they're, they're at the opposite end of the spectrum. They're yeah. rebuilding, so they want quantity. Yeah. It's just so scary because you know how he's doing the picking. I know. And, like, anytime you trade back, you have le- – it's, hard, it's harder to make the right pick. <laughs> so right so yeah also sean what do we like what's the thought process with with our high-end veterans though like i feel bad for the like like you know our, our offensive line is getting healthy hopefully now there's some really good talent there but they're gonna be on a retooling franchise like like do we just hold on to them while we build like like what do you think also like you know i love brandon graham but like i'm feeling bad for them because we, we're we're 10 like you'd say, man, we're terrible. Like, why don't you just give them refuge? I want to hear what the players have to say about this. Has anyone right. monitored social media and see what the, because I remember I sent you guys that Brandon Graham thing and he was like, it's a, for sure. It's either Pitts or okay, Chase. Okay. I think it was. It's like a, there's a really big divide in Eagles fan nation right now, because like, I feel like some of the fans that are a little bit more with it are like, all right, like it's not the worst process but we're scared that Howie Roseman's going to mess it up because he's Howie Roseman and he doesn't draft. <laughs> and then there's like uh, like other people who are like, oh, like we got more picks. We're so smart. Like Howie's a genius. <laughs> like like he's, he's fine as a GM. Like everything's fine. Like he won us the Super Bowl. It's fine. Like we're going to be fine. And that's pretty much how it's been for a while now since we've been like pretty tin. Like, yeah, there's like half of them are like trust in Howie and half of them are like, we're a dumpster fire. And to be honest, we're probably somewhere mm-hmm. in between. If there's anything I've learned since the Eagles beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl is that they were like the most lucky team ever to win a Super Bowl. No, I'm not saying because the they weren't good. It, it was just, just every, the, the star, Exactly. The stars aligned. Yeah. You had the, you know, the, you had the electric slide. You had everything just like going for you. And then it's poof all in one, one year, really. I mean, I know you made it back to the playoffs the next two years, but there, you were really never in contention. We sold our soul. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. you ever heard of like the Joe Namath selling his sell to, selling his soul to the devil to win Super Bowl three, and then he was never good again. They're that they're like it's kind of what it is, and and so you you're tanking, so you're 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 getting draft picks. I mean that's just that's how it goes. But um, real quick before we move on to March Madness, we only got about ten minutes left. Uh, who who do you think the Eagles should draft at twelve? Because I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I really only know like top 10. Is there any guys that you guys okay. have seen? One Okay. So one good thing about this is because you were saying, right? Like four quarterbacks could take it in the top four and maybe five in the top 10, depending on where Mac Jones lands, then maybe like it, it's not so terrible moving down because yeah, you don't get the, like, you don't get the pick at the very, very top, but you yeah. get to, you get to still pick one of the top ones. It just depends on who's available by then. And then, I feel like if Devontae Smith is there, like, mm. oh my God, like, please, mm-hmm. like, please just let him be there. Then we can actually have receivers. Then we should take him. They might take Waddle if he's there. I'm not sure if he's going to be taken before that. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, Rager really soured that one for us. Um, and then we could get, and then the other thing we'd probably get is a corner. Like JC Horn yeah. is really good. Patrick Stern's really good. He's not, he's, he's, he's going to be gone. Sertain's going to be gone. I think they're by, just going to take the best player available, basically, like someone they really like, but. I'm nervous they're going to take some, like, linemen, oh <laughs> like some, like, edge rusher, like another Marcus Smith 2.0, who just turns out to be a bust, or another Andre Dillard. <laughs> That'd be really sad. Oh, I'd, I'd really cry. Dog, what? think about Andre Dillard, man. What happened to that guy? Like, my Lada's – I love my Lada because he's just – he was so random last year. But he was, like, pushing people and, like – jumping on them like pancaking them but like for for andre dillard and like the, the Lions stack like like what do we do with him like i don't know man uh but yeah so big news big news out of the nfl we got to wrap this big up news, but uh news. as the draft gets closer and more mocks come out more news comes out we'll keep uh talking about it the draft is i think it's like april 29th april 30th something like that um mm-hmm. of course we'll be talking about that when it's time being but for the last couple of minutes we're going to be talking some March Madness. Um, so, Calvin, you can leave the chat if you want. No, just um, <laughs> Calvin has left. <laughs> so, uh, he actually oh, he, did. Oh, he actually left. Wow. He has something actually... going on, but. Uh... No, 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 I know. But that, that was his, that was like kind of a joke for his cue to leave. But um, yeah, it's funny. Um, okay. So, just you and I, Sean. So, right now I'm watching UCLA, Alabama. It's a pretty good game. One and a half left. Alabama up one. But so, we're going to do, we don't, since we don't have a lot of time, we're just going to do sell, surprise, and hot take this far in the tournament good okay big big sell is the big 10 because uh ohio state big sell big early a lot of upsets going on the one and two seeds really sold iowa big sell lost to Oregon. Um, yeah wait what was the what was the last one uh uh illinois losing in the second round yeah to, and uh, illinois loyola so busted brackets everywhere i think there's some crazy stat about like how this is like the most upsets there's been like the first like two or three rounds of all yep. time, something like that. Yeah, it's the the combined average seeding for the Sweet Sixteen is the highest. It's like five point eight eight, so yeah. the average about of about it. I mean, Oral Roberts kind of inflates that Oral- kind of an outlier, uh, outlier. But yeah, bro, we're actually dumb. Oh, oh, and then okay, so sell Big Ten bust everyone's bracket. I mean, you look at any website before before the tourney and it's like illinois is gonna win they're gonna win it all they're gonna be in the championship game no um <laughs> and then big sell is us because on this podcast if you listen to us i kind of joked around and said you know maybe oral roberts has a chance over here but on my bracket i decided to uh not put them because i'm thinking nah like it's still not a big chance like there's a chance but i'm not gonna like you know put my soul on or anything and then they upset Ohio State. And if I did that, it would have looked like a genius because they actually, like, Ohio State actually sold. They just, like, didn't play. They basically just didn't play. And Oral Roberts upset them and are, like, one of the stories of the tourney. So it's a great story for everyone but, but who, um, yeah, everyone who, who had Ohio State was a little, little bugging. But uh, I'm going to, okay. Other than me as the sell, because my bracket is the, I, this is the worst bracket I've ever done in my life. Um, th- this is by far the worst bracket, but I'm going to go. So you went big 10. So you kind of like took a lot of it. So I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go Texas actually. I'm going to go. Okay. Let me, let me, let me do a little split. I'm going to go we- Texas and Cade Cunningham. 
Texas because you saw what happened there. They lost the 14 seed Abilene Christian. Uh, one of our good friends, Alan, not gonna be happy, not happy about that one. Should we, uh, tell, should we tell them his quote? Probably not. No, um, <laughs> no, that was not a that was not a, a radio friendly uh, a quote. So we're not gonna do that. But um, they were just awful. Really low scoring game. Way too many turnovers. They let the only way the, the the fourteen or the fifteen seed wins a game. Ohio State sixteen turnovers. Texas double digit turnovers. If you the only way the double digit seed team wins is if they hit like fifteen threes or if they turn you over a million times. And so so many turnovers for Texas. They sold so many people had them in the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four, etc. And then the other sell is Cade Cunningham because. Guy's going to be the number one pick in the draft. He doesn't care how far his team makes it. But against Oregon State, he was not very good. And um, and we kind of have this discussion. I know we really have to hurry up here. But we had this discussion about how star player, like guys who go top five, top three in the draft, normally, especially if they're freshmen, they normally don't have a lot of success in the NCAA tournament. Um, we look back at it. We look back from now, the – First guy we saw who went top three, who won a national championship was Jalil Okafor. And you saw he, how he panned out in the NBA back 2015, Duke won it all. So big sell for Kate Cunningham in Texas. Um, next, let's go surprise. Who's your surprise? I feel like um, I, I probably should have said Oral Roberts for this. I already kind of name dropped them. Who's another, a big winner. Um, well, Chicago, just the fact that they do it again, like sis, sister Jean with the, with the magic again, like, it just seems like every year they can make it to the sweet 16, no matter what, like, it doesn't matter if they're a, a 10 seed or higher. It's just like inevitable at this point, they'll hit some like crazy shot in the clutch and just always, they'll just always be there. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm going to go with the team that actually beat Loyola Chicago. I'm going to go Oregon state picked last in the PAC 12 preseason. They were 11 and 11 overall uh, back in mid February they you know got the fifth seed in the pack tournament a pack 12 tournament because they started turning it on late they go on and they win the pack 12 tournament they upset oregon in the semifinal and colorado in the final both those teams won a game you know oregon still has to play tonight uh, against usc and then they just go on this magical run i had them beating tennessee because i thought tennessee was like the worst five seed in the history of five seeds um they won that game easily then like i said they they, they, they just play really good team basketball. They got the guy Thompson, uh, who the guard, I think he's Ethan Thompson. They got Silva, the 7-1 uh, center, um, who, who was putting the moves on Oklahoma State in the round of 32. And they basically out Loyola Loyola yesterday. Very low-scoring game. Teams that couldn't make shots. They were able to turn Loyola over when they needed it, get out in transition. And they hit a couple of big threes late, and they were able to – make it to the lead eight. So for a team who, who you don't see mid, uh, you don't see these teams make 12 seeds, but they were so bad that they, 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 uh, the, like in a regular season that they were a 12 seed. And then they just started turning on late and got really hot. So we don't have much time here, but, um, but quick bold prediction before we, uh, before we leave. Well, prediction, <laughs> I'm just going to Homer this with my bracket. So if I get this wrong, my bracket's already bad. So, you know, don't don't cancel me, but I believe that Gonzaga will make it to the championship and lose and be the team that goes. Well, it would be like thirty three and one. Well, normally it would be thirty nine and one because, like, if it was a regular season. But yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's COVID. Yeah, I think they'll have one loss and do a a Patriots like situation where they get they come so close, they come so far, and then they fall. Okay, my hot take is 
that neither Baylor nor Gonzaga will win. It'll be somebody else. It'll be the field. Um, okay. All right. So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you couldn't catch us here on WHCL, you can listen to us, Triple Threat on the Hill, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I will be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Bye. Peace.